0: On today's show, the Yankees won two out of three in Baltimore but lost a big piece of the bullpen on Friday night. We'll discuss that. We'll also discuss the weekend's good performances and not-so-good performances. And it's Subway Series time. We'll preview the pitching matchups. Plus, Susan Waldman is finally being inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. It's about friggin' time. So grab a drink and get ready because a new Locked on Yankees starts now. You are Locked on Yankees your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankees fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Your Team Every Day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotzulius. I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Mastraco. Abby, is it humid enough
1: for you? Oh man. <laughs> it's it's just like sucking the life out of me. And I worked out today and it was like the most miserable workout of my life. The AC at my gym is not strong enough. Maybe it's just me. Like maybe I'm just unnaturally like warm-blooded or something but I don't know how they play baseball in this weather because it just sucks the life out of me
0: yeah it was hot in Baltimore yesterday we'll talk about that in a bit it was and my friend was at the game and she's like oh no it's fine I'm like uh no it's not fine I was a so candy yeah it
1: gets so steamy I used to live in Baltimore and it like Washington Baltimore it, it I don't know what it is like I uh, I don't know, probably has something to do with sea level. I'm not a weather expert. We should ask Mike Trout this. Right. But Baltimore just seems, Baltimore and Washington seem more steamy to me than anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I went to a game seven years ago tomorrow (laughs) and just... It was 86 at start time, which is pretty warm for a seven o'clock game, but I was dripping just from walking around in 86 and humid. And yesterday was like near 100. And my friend's like, oh, yeah, it was fine. I'm like, no, it wasn't fine. You're lying. Now, before we get into everything, we'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. We passed 1,300 subscribers. Yay! So hit the like button, click the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings, shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. I'm not in the market for an engagement ring or anything like that. But if you are, go and do it because that seems pretty good for <laughs> engagement rings. Ring I'm not
1: in the market for an engagement ring. But, you know, <laughs> if some listener out there just, like, wants to buy me earrings or, like, a necklace or a bracelet or something, that's fine. Yeah. Actually, no, don't. It's fine. To donate not the money to charity.
0: Yeah. Oh, Speaking of engagements, you know Nestor Cortez didn't have a good enough All Star break. He got engaged the day after the All Star game to his girlfriend while they were out in L.A. So congrats to them. <laughs>
1: congrats to the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mustache.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. We'll talk. We'll go backwards as we talk about the series because it's always good to talk about the game that was fresh in our minds. Yesterday's game. That was delightful, as some people would say. It was uh, (laughs) stress-free. Nestor Cortez looked good in his six innings of work. Clark Schmidt comes in, picks up his first career save. Aaron Judge has now gotten to the point where um, the anger over missing out on two or three home runs earlier in the season, he's gotten to the point where he's like, well, now I'm just going to hit the ball 450, 460, and won't have to worry about that wall ever again. And he hit his 37th home run yesterday. And... My goodness. He's uh, on a tear. Someone had put something up saying that he's been on this tear and he's gotten 1.4 war <laughs> since they started mentioning the possibility of Juan Soto going to the Yankees in a blockbuster trade. So <laughs> I know that has nothing to do with it. He's just feeling good. He's rested. It's
1: but... a convenient narrative. Mm-hmm. The convenient conspiracy theory.
0: Oh, uh, so there's Aaron so many Judge of those. has
1: been consistently among some of the best players in baseball in the last five years. So I'm not sure that you know Juan Soto really had that much. Just here, Aaron, from what I remember, Aaron Judge is somebody who says, "I don't read, but you guys write." Uh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But you know, if that's the case, I doubt. I really doubt he's every he's on Twitter every day, like searching for his name and being like, "Damn you, Juan Soto." <laughs>
0: unlike other baseball players who do that. But this is Aaron Judge's season so far. So, well, he's on pace for this. 60 home runs, 130 runs scored, 131 runs batted in, 26 doubles, 170 hits, 76 walks in his batting line. I don't like slash line, and I know there are slashes in it, but I don't like that term. But anyway, 294, 376, 650.
1: Good. When he's healthy he is among the best players in baseball if not the best player in baseball position yeah. player at least yes and let's keep our our big boy healthy
0: yeah really um speaking of big boys Stanton is fine he was just resting and he should be in the game Tuesday against the Mets I know people were worried about that but he said he's fine and he he just was exhausted and just needed to kind of like recalibrate because I guess the all-star break wasn't really a break for him and you know, he just needed time, so he'll be okay. Um the thing about Judge yesterday <laughs> first of all, someone yelled at you're going yelled out, You're gonna strike out and he literally hit his home run two seconds later, which <sighs> I love when people heckle players and players are just like, Oh yeah? I remember in the two thousand fourteen All-Star game, Derek Jeter comes up for his first at bat, someone starts chanting, overrated, he hits a double <laughs>
1: Well, you know, OK, we sort of we sort of equate Aaron Judge with home runs like he's sort of synonymous with home runs. But I liked when he I read a quote that he said this morning and he said that, like, to him being a good hitter is having a high average and not just hitting a bunch of home runs, which A, just like shows the strength of his that he is able to just knock crush these balls. Outside of just about every park that he plays in, mm-hmm. um, too, like it, it sort of shows a winning mentality that he—he's not just trying to get up there and hit a home run in every at bat. Like he's trying to put—he's trying to put the ball in play, move runners over, and he's just trying to give the Yankees a chance to win. And when he's in the lineup, they do have a chance to win. But I, I just thought that like that quote showed it was like a, a good insight into what he's thinking. He's not just, you know, well, let me hit the ball really far but he's just trying to give the team a chance to win and i don't know i just i thought that was i thought that was interesting i don't know why i thought that was interesting but there are so many players who are getting like these big, big guys that just get up there and you watch them just crank it aaron judge has a consistent swing every single time you know his home run swing is just about the same as his you know slapper single swing yeah it, and he's been one of the most consistent players in baseball this season. So I think that there's something to be said for that approach.
0: Yeah. I do think it's funny. Aaron Boone said after the game that judge said to him while he was on the steps waiting to go up for a second he at bat in which ball. he hit the home run. That He was like, yeah, sorry. I didn't do so well in the last one. I'll do better this time. Then <laughs> he hits the ball for 56. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would believe him when he said that to me. Yeah. I would, I would believe that. Um, The other thing about yesterday, Nestor Cortez looking good, you know, uh, yes, it's the Orioles, but the Orioles are better than people were predicting them to be this season. They have a bunch of pesky hitters on that team and the fact that he kept them scoreless and no walks too that's that's the thing that I look at with uh people's batting lines he had seven strikeouts no walks gave up six hits didn't give up a run um Clark Schmidt didn't either the Yankees shut them out and it was just a nice as I said in the beginning a relaxing game that you didn't have to worry about unlike Friday and unlike Saturday so it was nice
1: Uh, they really needed that outing from Clark Schmidt and they're gonna need outings like that from Clark Schmidt given the injury to Michael King
0: yep and we will talk about that in a bit but first, so whether you're ready to pop the question, or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Their bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. So whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. If it's not perfect, no problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your special purchase fast, they can deliver overnight in most cases. And each order is insured and arrives in packaging that won't give away what's inside. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now, the Blue Nile anniversary sales save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So I will admit this. I didn't really watch Saturday's game. (laughs) I was so emotionally drained from Friday night, and I was so bummed about Michael King that I was like, so I kind of watched the game, but kind of not, and I wasn't really paying attention, and then I saw that the score that they lost, and I was like, what the (laughs) hell happened?
1: (laughs) I didn't watch it either. I went to the Jersey Shore on Saturday with some friends, but there was, like, some shenanigans with the ferry, because we took the, the ferry from downtown Manhattan to the Jersey shore, which was the first time we had done that. And one, it was like a nice convenient trip other than the fact that this ferry company sort of screwed up on the way back and didn't anticipate quite as many, um, travelers or passengers on like one of their stops. Oh, they, the boat got too big for them to make the second stop. So then they had to like rush back. And basically the ferry that we wanted to take was like, take back to um back to the city was two hours late so they were uh, we were in some like i don't know it looked like a conference room on a pier like some holding room above like where you board the ferry and they were playing i thought it was really funny one TV was playing Bob's Burgers and Bob's Burgers is like sort of set in the Jersey Shore and yes. the other was playing the Yankees. So I did sort of see what was going on and I thought to myself, oh, Stacy's having a bad day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that I was just like, really? And that kind of made me not worried about Sunday, but I was just like, don't lose two out of three to Baltimore. I mean, you guys have been playing like crap all of July, not as bad as the Red Sox, but still playing like crap in July compared to the first half. And actually, Nestor Cortez did say something about that. He said, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the season. If this is our bad part, I'll take it. We're grinding. I think people should expect the same things they saw in the first half during the second half. Your lips to the universe's, you know, ears, Nestor Cortez.
1: Well, look, this is a lot better than last year when they were just remarkably streaky and inconsistent. Like, yeah. they would be the best team in baseball for 10 games, and then they'd be the worst team in baseball for 10 games. Like They would, you know... Hit- Every pitch that was thrown to them for 10 games, and then they'd be giving up home runs on every pitch for 10 games. Like, sure, every season is going to have some ebbs and flows. This is maybe an ebb, but it's not bad compared to last year. I think this is still, you know, every team's going to go through some adversity, and how they come out of the adversity is what shows like the character of the team. Right. And clearly, the attitude is. Look, this is just sort of a downswing. We're gonna get right back up there because we know what kind of team we are. So I don't think that there's. Look, I get why you're stressed, Stacy, but I don't think there's anything to worry about. Well, I'm not really. I'm you're not really worried. worried about something. Don't say you're not. Wor- you're always worried about something. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm. I'm not.
0: I'm not worried. They're gonna give up this giant lead. Like it might get like short, like smaller. But I don't. I mean, we'll see. They're doing well against the AL East. That's a big key. Unlike the Red Sox. We're going to talk about this briefly just because Friday, night, Friday night's game was on Amazon. So I had the game on my computer. Then when I found out what the <laughs> Blue Jays were doing to the Red Sox, I put game day on another tab and then I was also watching my lottery dream home on HGTV because I was downstairs. So I had like all this stuff happening and I was giving my mother updates on how much the Blue Jays were scoring against the Red Sox and then watching the Yankee game and then watching Michael King's elbow break. And I was like, what, what is happening tonight? What is going on? And, you know, me with my superstitions and everything that I was thinking of, I'm like, this happened because I was making fun of the Red Sox. I know it.
1: <laughs> I kind of could not believe the, the injury, like a fractured elbow, I've never seen, normally, okay, so like, pitching injuries tend to be overuse injuries, right? Mm-hmm. They tend to be soft tissue injuries. I mean, most injuries to professional athletes tend to be overuse soft tissue injuries. You know, a torn UCL, a, a torn biceps tendon, a torn rotator cuff, something like that. In impact injury, is like you know you collide with somebody and then you break something or like a
0: ball it. hits you
1: yeah like when I saw that he had a fractured elbow I assumed it was like from a comebacker and then I went back and I watched the highlights from the game and I watched some of the replays and I was like how does he fracture his elbow from I mean there had to have already been some sort of like instability there yeah for that to happen, but yeah. like I've never seen a fractured elbow from throwing a pitch that is that's that's Mets like I'm sorry that is so Mets like. it's a freak injury and the Mets are good at those um the Mets and the Angels yeah it's very like Mets like though I've never seen I've never seen a fracture from you know pitching like that
0: yeah that was I could see it I was like he's not moving his arm
1: I thought he had torn something I was like when I went back and I watched the replay I was like oh he tore his UCL yeah he tore or he snapped the, he snapped some sort of ligament. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're
0: saying that Tommy John is still on the table though because they really have to like look at the elbow. Um but that's a bummer. He's a big piece of or a big reason why the Yankees are doing as well as they're doing and not having him in the bullpen is not great.
1: <laughs> yeah, Aaron Boone said it it's unfortunate because he aaron boone said he's probably one of the best or the best reliever in baseball and he's like you know he's not far off he has a 1.7 war which is the third highest among all relievers right now uh edwin diaz has the second highest ryan helsley has the has has the highest but like that just shows the importance to him not just like him in the bullpen but how much they've relied on him in high leverage situations to sort of either lock down a game or like change the course of a game yeah. and they don't have that anymore and that's sort of a big uh those are some big shoes for clark schmidt to fill and it's probably i mean no one no one reliever is going to fill that position likely it's probably going to be sort of like filled by committee they've got to shuffle some things in the bullpen yeah. and roles are gonna you know tweak a little bit right that britain's throwing though in tampa i did see that
0: yeah, that's amazing that he's that he could possibly be back for the stretch run. Like yeah. with the way things ended for him last year, that's just astounding to me, but there's there've been a few times where guys have been injured and you're you're thinking we're not going to see them for like two yeah. seasons and they come back. So, um now, the thing that happened on Friday was a lot of people were blaming Aroldis Chapman for Michael King getting injured because he didn't pitch well and King had to come in. Now, King's injury was so fluky that it could have happened at any point and it you know, if he didn't pitch Friday night, it could have happened on Saturday if he had come into a game. But coupled with the fact that Aroldis Chapman didn't do well on Friday and then King had to come in, clean up the mess, and then he fractured his elbow. A lot of people were blaming Aroldis Chapman for that. I jokingly did, but I don't believe it's his fault. It's a whole... It, it...
1: There's really no point in trying to point fingers. Yeah. It's it's a useless exercise. Yeah. And it's nobody's fault. Like, to, he to fracture an elbow throwing like that. Like, there had to have already been, like I said, some sort of instability within the joint. Yeah. There had to have already been something wrong. I mean, maybe he had, I don't know, like, bumped his elbow on his nightstand or something months ago, and it was lingering. I don't know, but there's no, it's not the fault of any other reliever, or any other pitcher, for that matter. It's sort of, it's, come on. Right. I understand that, like, when something happens like this, you're going to look to You shouldn't look to you know who to blame. What you should look to is what's next.
0: Yeah. Now Chapman is going to have to be one of those guys that comes in during that point of the game because Clay Holmes isn't able to. Hmm?
1: (laughs) He may or may not be able to. (laughs) True.
0: That's true. Um. You know, because after his performance on Friday, um, Aaron Boone was talking about the positive stuff that he. threw a bunch of strikes. His fastball looked like it was much better than it's been. And then he got victimized on the secondary pitches, which is what seems to happen all the time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and there's always going to be fans that say, because Aaron Boone said that he's, this weekend he saw progress with Aroldis Chapman. And there were a lot of people upset with that comment saying, how could you see progress? You know, why is he misleading us? Like, you know, what is he looking at? um what he's do what Aaron Boone is doing as a manager is standing up for his embattled player and protecting him. You know, they're not going to go to the media and say uh this has been completely his performance has been completely unacceptable. He- he's awful. He's- he doesn't have it. They can't say that right now. Well, they need him. What they're going to try and do is they're going to try and give him a lot of confidence and that means You know making him look good in the media as well and putting on that sort of face that hey we believe in you we're telling everybody that we believe in you because we do and we need you to believe in yourself too that's sort of some insight into how that works i see a lot of fans who always say they get upset when you know a player on any sport has a really bad performance and the coach said you know i thought he still did some good things in the game tonight or i think he's still been doing some good things recently fans are like what are you blind stop lying to us no what they're doing is they're they are protecting an embattled player and this is why a lot of guys really like Aaron Boone this is why he's been an effective players coach or players manager because he does have everybody's back in the clubhouse there's a lot of trust there yeah and so I I don't I, I understand why he's saying what he's saying and I understand the fan anger as well toward Chapman but that's just sort of how this is working right now. They need him. They need him to be confident right now. So that's why they're going to continue to probably, you know, pump up his tires a little bit. Right. Probably. right.
0: Um, in a moment, we will be previewing the Subway series, um, and we'll be talking about Aaron Boone wanting to make me have a rage stroke but first betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf i'm assuming combat sports would be mma ufc and boxing right yeah <laughs> bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today bet online where the game starts it's Subway Series time. Stacy
1: hates the Subway Series.
0: I really do. <laughs> I don't like it.
1: I because love I'm it. Because I'm sick
0: of it. Now I'm sick of it. It's 25 I, years of this nonsense. I'm sick of it.
1: <laughs> I like all of them. I like all this like stupid little regional, you know, AL. Oh, I don't AL. mind the other
0: ones. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I mind the other liked, ones. It's all, like, I always liked Angels, Dodgers, um you know the bay bridge series there's people that wear the the dual hats which just shows you like how different california is than other like yeah you don't see that people. here you'd never see that here you'd never see that in chicago no um like the east coast is so much different but like you're <laughs> fine i don't know it's it's like it becomes sort of like a very talked about thing within the city for like 48 hours
0: Ugh. I can't stand it. Do I want to see Max Scherzer pitch? Sure, because he didn't really pitch, you know, for a while there he was hurt, but not against Domingo Herman. What is the what what are the Yankees doing to me? Come on. I mean I I don't like the Subway series enough and I have to watch him pitch. Like Yes,
1: on. I mean Aaron Boone's sole motivation is to frustrate Stacey.
0: Seriously. Seriously, <laughs> I believe this because it was Which bad not- enough. It was bad enough that they thought, Oh yeah, let's put him in the second game against Houston for his first outing back. What are you doing? I'd complained about this on Friday's show, but I'll complain about it again. I don't understand some of their decisions. And I know they have a big lead. It's okay. But I don't like this punting game thing that used to happen in 2021. And it feels like it's creeping back into the Yankees, you know, plans here. And I don't like it. But first game. See, okay. There is a real chance of a sweep by the Mets here. And I'm saying this because... Poor Jordan Montgomery's pitching tomorrow. And as we know, yeah, <laughs> the Yankees get... do not like scoring for him. No. But I also know that the Mets sometimes have trouble hitting. So this could be one of those games that's like, you know, 1-0, 1-1, 2-1. Like it might not be a high-scoring game, um, especially because the Yankees hate Jordan Montgomery apparently and don't like scoring for him. And he's going up against Taiwan Walker. So Montgomery's 3-2 with a 3.24 gray and Taiwan Walker is 7 and 2 with a 2.55 ERA. So they're both doing pretty well this year. Actually, Jordan Montgomery would probably have like 10 wins if the Yankees scored for him. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah.
1: Uh the we'll Mets see have how a they 7 19 OPS. That's not that bad. Hmm? The Mets have a 7 19 team OPS. That's not that bad. Le- well,
0: okay, I'll say lately they had, had trouble hitting until last like last night they looked Pretty good against San Diego and scored a bunch of runs and stuff like that. But I don't really pay attention to the Mets, no offense, but I really don't. Um,
1: It's still the top half of the league. I mean, yeah, I know that they're trying to improve that. They're trying, you know, they're kind of retooling their bench. They brought in Daniel Vogelbach, but like.
0: Did you see him run? He runs fast for as big as he is. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was all over Twitter.
1: I mean, I know he runs the bases pretty well.
0: Yeah, he runs the bases really well for someone who's built like a Lego man, like really. I was impressed. I couldn't run like that, but then again, I have, you know, 85-year-old knees, so um, that wouldn't really work. Now, as for hitters against the pitchers... Oh, all right. Marwan Gonzalez in 19 at-bats against Taiwan Walker has two home runs and five runs batted in. So um, don't be surprised if you see him in the lineup. Even though he's only batting 211 over those 19 at-bats, they might look at the home runs and be like, yeah, okay, we'll put him in. Donaldson has a home run. Hicks has a home run. Higashioka has one. Judge has two. And Giancarlo Stanton has one. And then as for the Mets against Jordan Montgomery... Lindor has a home run against him, and in nine at-bats, he's batting 556. Yes, it's a small sample size, but 556 and nine at-bats is pretty good. And Eduardo Escobar has a home run and three runs batted in against Jordan Montgomery. Now, tomorrow, Max Scherzer against Domingo Herman. Now, it was kind of funny because um, before... We were recording. It still doesn't even say that it's going to be Max Scherzer, but everyone's saying it's going to be Max Scherzer against Domingo Herman. so we'll yeah. say that. Um, Domingo German, oh, and one with a 15 ERA with two strikeouts because of that game against Houston. And let's see. Matchups. Mark Canna in nine at-bats has a home run. J.D. Davis has a home run. Jeff McNeil has a home run. Not a big sample size at all. Um, everyone else has like two or three now Francisco Lindor has seven at-bats against Domingo Herman and does not have a hit. So that's kind of interesting. And because well, a lot with him. yeah, yeah, that's uh and then because Scherzer isn't listed here, I don't have how the Yankees batters do against him. Um, but he's Max Scherzer is amazing. Honestly,
1: nice. I love watching Max Scherzer on the mound and like how yeah, it's sort of like, I guess, angry he gets sometimes yes. and, and just like sort of his like the you can like almost see the wheels spinning in his head when he's on. It's different than other pitchers like Jacob deGrom has such a feel for pitching that when you watch the wheel spin in his head, it's like you're watching like, I don't know, like a scientist, like mm. dissecting, dissecting something with such precision With Max Scherzer, it's, like, watching, I don't know, like, a lumberjack just, like, hammering through all of his logs. (laughs) That's probably a really bad comparison. But the way that he just, like, he's so powerful still and the way that, like, his delivery and just, you can see on the mound the wheels spinning. But it's like, okay, when the wheels, here's the difference. When the wheels are spinning with Max Scherzer, there's, like, smoke coming out of his ears. Right. When the wheels are spinning with Jacob deGrom, it's still, like, He's like a you know maestro.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, Subway Series starts tomorrow. In City Field, the first half, right, and then the second half will be at Yankee Stadium, and should be interesting. Again, Jordan Montgomery and Domingo Herman, Taiwan Walker and Scherzer for the Mets. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe it'll be like a reverse lock where you think Domingo Herman is going to get bombed and Max Scherzer is going to shut the Yankees down, and then that's not what happens because. It's baseball and you can't predict baseball. Quickly, Susan Waldman, finally, finally making the Radio Hall of Fame. It's about damn time, people. My goodness.
1: She's the best and like her background is so fascinating as a, you know, starting off as a Broadway singer and the hate that she got from fans, from the media, from players when she started and she persevered through it all and Susan is one of the, was one of the first people in the New York market to seek me out and say, you know, if you ever need anything, please let me know. And it was like this surreal moment for me where I was like, Susan Waldman's talking to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't get starstruck, but I kind of did with Susan. And still, every time I'm at the ballpark, she makes an effort to come up and, you know, ask me how I'm doing, what I'm working on. And she has become like such a champion and such a like advocate for women while also still being one of the most like respected and revered figures in, in baseball media, like the way that guys go up and talk to her, like she's, her demeanor makes it very comfortable for players to talk players, coaches, executives. Like she's just got this way about her. That's so easy to open up and she's still like on top of her game. She's so good at what she does and she's so respected. And I just love Susan and I'm so happy for this accomplishment. It's, it's like you said, it's about damn time.
0: Yep. It really is. That is it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcast. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, why not listen to Locked on MLB Prospects? Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. And I finally taught him that it's Jason Dominguez, not Jasson Dominguez. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.
1: Yeah.